Happy New Year. Happy 2020. It's going to be a fun year. Well, it's going to be craziness. Do you realize the Democrats have five debates between now and April? Shoot me now. I know. I know. Uh, I'm going to keep up with all of it. I promise I will. I do a live radio show in Las Vegas five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I do this podcast a couple of days a week. The podcast focuses primarily on social issues. I do that also on my radio show, but I do a little more politics on my radio show. Uh, over the Christmas holiday, you may have noticed there was a big dust up about Christianity Today where they put out an editorial, the guy who's now left Christianity Today, put out an editorial talking about how he believed Donald Trump should leave office and he was bad for America and this and that. Well, of course, that's caused a big dust up. The editor of Christianity Today left. Even Franklin Graham, whose father founded Christianity Today, even he was critical about it. He said that his father, Billy Graham, supported Donald Trump. Listen, everybody knows all leaders are flawed. Everything you've ever learned in your life has been taught to you by somebody who's flawed, your parents, a coach, a professor, whoever it is. We all know that. But the bottom line is Donald Trump is the guy for now. And the idea that Christians don't necessarily like everything he does, well, no kidding. But that doesn't make him terrible for America either because he is doing things that protect religious freedom. We're looking at that. We're looking at his attitude toward Israel, things like that. So... Interestingly, also over the Christmas holidays, in case you were vacationing and missed it, Knapp Nasworth was the editor of the Christian Post, resigned because they were going to put out an editorial supporting Donald Trump. Now, Knapp Nasworth is a guy I have followed for years. I've posted so many of his columns because he's a great thinker. He and I are very much aligned when it comes to social issues and things like that. I love his clarity. I love the fact that he's not afraid to take hard positions, and I respect the heck out of that. And he was kind enough to join me on my podcast to talk about why he left the Christian Post. Nap Nasworth, welcome to the Heidi Harris Show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So why did you leave the Christian Post after eight years? Well, it really came down to they wanted me to post an, uh, an article as an editorial, which took a pro-Trump position. I told them that, you know, I was willing to publish it as an op-ed, but it it can't be an editorial because the editors don't agree with it. I'm an editor. Normally, in those situations, we would talk about it and come to a consensus about what we want to say as an editorial. But uh, they were not willing to do that. It, it became sort of an impasse, you know, that I didn't want to leave. They didn't want me to leave. It, it just became one of those situations where there was really, we, we couldn't find a compromise and I felt like I had no other choice at that point but to leave. That's so interesting because I, it, when you're putting out an editorial, obviously that would mean that everybody at the Christian Post was behind it, and that was your point, which I think is, is an important one. So why do they feel as if they had to, t to take a pro-Trump position? In other words, you're always supposed to take a gospel position, you know, pro-Jesus, pro-gospel, pro-truth position. But why necessarily take a pro-Trump position? So they were reacting to the Christianity Today editorial that uh, took an anti-Trump position. And, uh, you know, I was not part of the meetings and the, the discussions that went on into deciding that they wanted to take that path. But um, so it's, it's hard for me to, to, you know, I don't want to misrepresent their views, uh, but uh, I think in some ways some of the editors have, have moved in a more pro-Trump uh, direction since the election. Um, you know, others have suggested, well, it's, it's a smart business decision because 
Christiane today just lost a bunch of subscribers because they took an anti-Trump position. Right, right. You know, you can, you can kind of pick up those people and, uh, and become a voice for a certain segment of evangelicalism, which tends, tends to be the trend among a lot of Internet news sites these days is to represent a certain segment. And so maybe that was part of it. But, uh, you know, I, I really can't say for sure because, like I said, I was just left out of the, the thought process that yeah. they uh, came to, yeah. I think you're right about the business aspect. I know there are certainly people in talk radio. And, listen, I was one of the people who supported Ted Cruz, like a lot of evangelicals do. He was my guy. I wanted Not that he's perfect. No one's perfect. But I would like to have seen him win. But once Trump became the nominee, I said, okay, great. He's better than Jezebel is how I felt about it, even though he's got his foibles and all those kinds of things. But I, what I don't like is when people are really against him and then they suddenly jump on the bandwagon to defend him when it's purely a business decision. You're not saying that necessarily, but I've seen people do it. I've seen people do it in talk radio. I've seen people do it in other uh, you know, aspects of life. And it, that's pretty discouraging because you have to have a principled position, it seems to me, regardless. You either support certain things about somebody or not. You don't change it with your principles because of money. Right. And it, it also saddens me because I think more and more these days people go on the Internet just to find information that confirms their biases. Absolutely. Uh, and and that, so it, it, it saddens me to see if, uh, you know, if, it's, if this is the direction that they're taking, that there's uh, fewer places where you can get sort of a variety of viewpoints. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Christian Post. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Now, one of the arguments has been made by a lot of folks is, listen, Donald Trump's not perfect. We know that. Uh, led the way Tommy Nelson, Pastor Tommy Nelson put it. He's got some rough edges. We know these things about him. He's a sinner like all of us. Maybe some sins some of us haven't committed or whatever. But ultimately, he's been used by God. This is what a lot of people say. He's been used by God in this time. And maybe in this particular time, we needed somebody who was a little rougher around the edges to beat a person like Hillary and kind of beat back the culture, whether or not he's a spiritual, uh, you know, any kind of spiritual icon. Uh, what do you say to that? Right. So this is an argument I hear a lot. And, you know, my point to people who take that position is that's fine if you want to, you know, vote for him as an anti-Hillary vote or to support certain policies. But please don't feel like you have to defend everything he does. Right. Uh, you know, please be open-minded to the criticisms that we hear uh, from others and from the Democrats and and the concerns that we have about his immigration policies and the fact that he betrayed our allies in Syria and just saw all sorts of things, you know, just, you know, don't, don't get into this mindset where you have to feel like you are obligated to defend everything he does. Yes, I've seen that. I remember speaking to a group of people before the election and a woman stood up and said, Trump's going to save us. And I said, oh, no, no, no. Trump's not going to save us because if he had the power to save us, he'd have the power to destroy us. And so I agree with you. I think some people start to look at Trump as a messiah. And that's, I don't know how large that group is. You would have more of a familiarity with that group than I would. But that's pretty scary, and they're no different to me than the folks who thought Obama was the Messiah. No public official is supposed to be the Messiah. We only have one of those. So that group of people is always a bit of a concern. I'm sure you've seen that. Right. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's a good analogy. The, those tend to be more of the sort of Pentecostal and charismatic Christians where you, you see that sort of attitude and beliefs. Um, 
but it's weird. It, it, it's, I think it, it crosses boundaries. It's, it's a strange phenomenon now where you see, uh, you know, these arguments that, uh, well, Trump can't do any wrong because God put him here for a purpose. And right. So we have to support everything he does sort of argument. Um, so that, that's, that is a dangerous mindset. Yeah, on the one hand, you've got to, the, you know, you read the Bible and it says don't put your trust in princes, which nobody's supposed to do, but we have to have somebody that's got to be in charge, right? And then you look at the Bible and you look at, uh, for example, you know, Old Testament, that he did worse than his father, he did worse than his father, he did worse than his father. And the argument I make on my talk show, even though I do a secular show on a secular station, I constantly make this argument with people. I said, listen, God didn't say, you know, I'd like to get this going, or Jesus didn't say, I'd like to get this going, but, you know, we got Nero, we got Herod, we got problems, you know, eh, can't get anything done because we got evil rulers. So somewhere in the middle, to me, is the sweet spot. How do we find that? I, I think, first and foremost, we just need to be, have our mind focused on the gospel and the truth of the Bible and, and make sure that that's always up front in our minds. And, and how we're communicating with people, uh, you know, remember our, our, our ultimate goal here isn't winning elections, it's winning souls, right? Right. So, uh, so you know, don't let politics become the main thing. Uh, you know, politics is important. You know, my whole life is revolved around politics. My, I have three political science degrees. I love politics. It's my thing. But that should never be, like, the main focus, the main thing in your life. Uh, you know, if, if you're a Christian, always put the gospel first, always put people first, you know, the concerns about people, people you disagree with, people you dislike, people on the other side of the political aisle, you know, those those people are, are also uh, created by God, you know, they, they have dig dignity as well, just keep that in mind when you enter the political sphere. Yeah, and it makes you wonder, we're speaking with Nap Nasworth, who just recently left the Christian Post after eight years as an editor. You know, it also makes you wonder if it's a satanic attack, right? Get us going after each other, which is exactly what the enemy would like to see us do. Because mm -hmm. I hate to see the brethren moment. fighting. The brethren are fighting left and right over this whole, this, this guy, worse than other presidents, I think, in a lot of ways, right? Right. That is, that is something to keep in mind. I would say also keep in mind, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, people talk, talk about Trump was chosen by God, right? So we, we see different examples in the Old Testament. Sometimes God chooses bad leaders as judgment on a group, on people, right? Right. So, so another possibility here is that God, Trump was, <laughs> chose a bad leader for us, you know, in order to wake us up from sort of a, a slumber, you know? Uh, to, to, to reveal some truth to us that we were unable to see before. Um, so it's not necessarily that God is choosing for us a good leader. That's not always the case. Right, and it's interesting, too, because during Obama's administration, I really did feel that maybe God was trying to punish us, teach us a lesson by having Obama in office. And it's interesting how there are people who view Trump as a wolf in sheep's clothing from that perspective and say, hey, God's chosen another leader, you know, technically, biblically. But that doesn't necessarily mean because he's not Obama that he's necessarily going to do the best things. But, you know, the argument, of course, is made that he's done a lot of things for the, the pro-life movement, although I don't know if the guy's ever cracked a Bible, but he's defending my rights. He's defending some other things. But then there are people who will gloss over, and I've talked about this on my show, and I, I'm sure you've talked talked about it in your column, maybe I missed it, about him saying he had no problem with Mayor Pete standing on a stage with his husband. No president before Donald Trump ever said that. 
And that's something mm -hmm. that Christians ought to pay attention to. And a lot of people just ignored it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, at his heart, he's, he's basically a New York liberal. Yeah, that, I agree. Um, was able to, you know, uh, it, 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 it's political deal making, you know, which most I'm, I'm mostly okay with that. It's, you know, you vote for me and I'll give this to you. And that, that's sort of how democracy works. I have no problem with it. Just don't let that become like, like I said, there's too many people that put politics at the center of their lives and who just have joined Team Trump and feel like they need to just defend everything he does and just look the other way with the bad things. That's where it becomes really problematic. Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons that when I focus on my show, I do talk about politics, obviously, but I focus more on culture because politicians, you know, they come and go like dirty diapers, but the culture continues to rot. It continues to go in a downward slide. And to me, those are the longer-term ramifications for the country, the things that are happening there. And I know yeah. you've written a ton about that over the years, which is why I posted so many of your columns. <laughs> so got, I posted just about every one on social media because I, I love the way you also you kind of bring politics into culture, and that's really important to never forget what's happening with the culture. Right. There's there's just so much craziness going on now in the culture. You know, we we can talk about Trump all day, but uh, you know, on the left, they there's just like so much craziness going on. We have to be aware of as well. That's absolutely true. So what's next for you, Nap Nasworth? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm definitely want to just focus right now on getting some more writing done and, and finding some other places to publish and just sort of um, take my time to kind of figure out my next step. Well, I, I know what that's like to take a deep breath and just kind of re-reevaluate everything in your life. And I know you're going to land somewhere. You have a lot to add to the, to the, of course, the culture and the dialogue. And I, once again, I've read your columns for years, and I will read them again. Please keep me updated. And thanks for taking the time. I know you've had a lot of people reach out to you, and I appreciate you making the time for me. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thanks. And App Nasworth, former editor of Christian Post. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can catch my live radio show weekday morning 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget all of that, check out the HeidiHarris.com page, HeidiHarris.com. You can also find information about my latest book. I'm writing another one, but I've got the most recent one. is called Don't Pat Me on the Head. Blowbacks, setbacks, and comebacks in Vegas radio. I think if you're a radio fan, even if you don't even know who I am or like me, I think you'll find a lot of great stuff in there. It's all about plowing through and getting through the tough things that happen in anybody's life. Anyway, check that out at HeidiHarris.com. It's also available on Amazon. Until we meet again, remember, Trump isn't God and he's not Satan. How about that? There's a good one. And you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.